On today's podcast, we have Lydia Menzies celebrates the Supper Club. She focuses on table styling, parties, flowers, food, and community. She's also been featured in Entertain and Celebrate magazine. Join me today as we celebrate Lydia. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. It's so nice to talk with you. I apologize for my late start. I was on the phone with the accommodations counselor from a potential private Christian school that we'll be sending Sailor Kate to for next year. And she has a math disability and dysgraphia. And so it was one of those things I've been praying about going, okay, if they can't accommodate her, then it's a no. Obviously, it's a no. She can't go. But right. if and to me, that's a green light. And she said, I think she'll do great. We can completely accommodate her. So don't worry about it. Oh, good. Yes. That's the best feeling. Gosh. I know. How many kids do you have? Do you have any kids? I have two. I have a daughter that is... Um, a freshman in college, and then I have my son who is a junior in high school. I had no idea that you were a nanny in Nantucket for over 25 years. Oh, how funny. Well, I didn't nanny for that long. I nannied for one summer. That That's just what got uh, my start. <laughs> no. What? Like, you nanny for 25 years in Nantucket? What kind of family did you nanny for? No. No, no. No. I, I originally went to Nantucket as a nanny in college. And that is where I um, got started going and wanted to never leave. So, yeah. So no, I I actually did that. That was my first summer. And then that led to working with the same family in the hospitality, um, basically their hospitality industry, which was um, inns and that they owned an inn on Nantucket. And that's where I worked there because really the kids that I was nannying were a little old for a nanny. They were very, they were very self-sufficient. They were older and they were like six, 10 and 14 at the time. Yes. And the so really needed you to make sure mm-hmm. they were Yes. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, it just was one of those things that it, it worked out really well for me too, because I loved being able to be the the hostess and things like that at the inn and just, you know, ended up being part of the lady I worked for. Her name was Dolly. And she basically was like a grandmother to me. And in fact, she was the, my honorary grandmother in my wedding because my grandmothers had passed away. And so she was my honorary grandmother. So she was more like family to me and, you know, vice versa. We just were really close and, you know, just established that whole whole world up there that was has never really left me so it's part of me and I love it and I'm very grateful for all of that experience so if you were if you were born and raised in Georgia how did you get to Nantucket for your summer job like how did (laughs) well my I have always had that I guess they call it wanderlust I wanted to live in New York City as a kid that was where I always told my mom that I wanted to go and live and yeah I just always have loved the city and the activity and the fun and the probably just like that whole stimulation of so many different things to do and see. And so I, you know, and I grew up in a really small town in Georgia. And so I was just drawn to it, but I had a roommate and I wanted to, we, she and I decided that we wanted to go somewhere for the summer and I wanted to go East coast and she wanted to go out West. And so I'm like, no, it's better. <laughs> so we made a bet that we would go wherever the first, like I worked on getting a job on the East coast and she worked on getting a job out West and whoever got the job first, that was where we would go. <gasps> and so, um, I had friends, my sister is five years ahead of me. And so she had friends that had gone to Nantucket and I, you know, being the younger one had heard the stories of it and just, it always stuck in my mind. And I had, we have these great guys that live in my hometown who um, had great connections on Nantucket. And I called and asked them about it. And the next thing I knew I had a job for both of us. So we went and I was the nanny and she was the in 
she was actually hired as a chambermaid, which we cracked up like that. <laughs> we, we still laugh, <laughs> but we were like, what, whatever it takes, we're going. So literally like just didn't even know much about it, except that we just wanted to go. And so hopped on a plane and landed. And when I stepped off that plane, it was like I had found this perfect place for me. I don't really know how to explain it, but it was it just just immediate. And so I um, really just spent that whole summer there and we, we learned so much. There's, I laugh when I look back on it because we, we were so, I guess naive is just the best word, but everything about it was a learning, had a big learning curve. Being Southern and going into an area that very few Southerners were, we sort of stood out for our, not only our, you know, our our um, accents and things, but also just our different way of greeting people and yeah. <laughs> helping people and all of that. So I ended up, I ended up living in the house next door to the inn and that's where we lived. And it ended up, that house actually also became part of the inn, which is complicated. I don't, I don't want to make it complicated, but it was, it was an easy thing. Um, so I ended up also working as the uh, sort of innkeeper that summer for the family that I was nannying for, they turned that their house into an inn. And, and then the mother switched roles as she wanted to be the, the caretaker of the kids and go to the beach and do all the fun things. And then I would stay and do the, I would keep the inn. And so um, it was perfect. It was perfect for me. I mean, I had this ability to, um, or opportunity, I guess I should say, to welcome them and to just bring out the Southern hospitality in an area that wasn't really used to it. And I had people that truly would write me, they would write me letters in college because, you know, we didn't have email yet and texting, but these people would write me and just thank me for the the kindness and the hospitality and all of that. And so I realized that that was something special. So I just sort of honed in on it and, and continued to spread that because it was something that people really appreciated. So I went back every summer after that through college and, um, and worked. And I even won the last summer after I, so I graduated and I went in April because that starts with like the Daffodil Festival and then stayed through um, December. Well, up until Christmas, my mom wanted me home for Christmas, of course, but um, yeah, so I stayed from like April to December and was able to experience the whole fall as well. And it was just, you know, just part of me now. So I, I feel like I'm always, wherever I am, I'm always a little bit on Nantucket. <laughs> so. I think that you had some good foresight. Is that the word I'm looking for? Just to know at such a young age, how beautiful that place is and for me, I, when I think of Nantucket, I think of the water and the boats and how pretty it is and the, and the architecture of all the houses that is in the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I mean, West Coast does not sound like somewhere I want to go. Well, I'll be honest, like uh, where my roommate wanted to go was actually Jackson, Wyoming, Jackson Hole. And so we weren't going to even be on the beach. It would, it would have been more like a um, Western... Neutral. Dude Ranch type thing, yes. It like basically, y'all were looking for a Hallmark movie. Yeah, we had some good ideas, and I love it that we followed through on them. We didn't just talk about it; we totally went, we went with it, and we immediately got it. And and on a side note, my friend Amy, she lives in Jackson Hole now and has for the past like twenty five years. So, are you serious? I was going to mm -hmm. ask y'all still keep in touch. Oh yes, I mean she's just like she's one of those forever friends that. You know, but yes, we, we have, we have continued in that same path of, I love being on Nantucket and she loves being out West. And so, you know, makes for great vacations together and visits and things like that. <laughs> Where did y'all go? To, did y'all meet in college? Yes, we did. I went to Auburn University and um, it's such a funny thing. She and I, when you go to these orientations at Auburn, they're thousands and thousands, well, probably at least a thousand people in an auditorium. And 
I went and sat down next to this girl who had an empty seat beside her. And I just said, hi, may I sit here? And she said, sure. And we ended up chatting and, the, and ended up being roommates all the way through college. Um, pretty funny because her, her dad and my dad knew each other on the football team at Auburn. And then her, our mothers knew each other also. So it was crazy. It was just one of those things that I happened to sit next to the one person that I would connect with. Isn't that funny? So uh, yeah, I just, it just was an instant thing. When we moved into our freshman dorms, we didn't, we didn't live together at that time because it was all, um, assigned but she was the first person I saw when I walked into my freshman dorm she was coming down the steps and so it was just like a you know always meant to be together obviously because we kept colliding in our in our little world of many many people so yeah we have maintained that friendship and I I think of her like you know like I don't even uh, she's like a sister you know like a forever person so Sure. Is that where you met your husband? Was that Auburn? Ironically, no. We both went to Auburn. He also graduated the exact same day I graduated. He has t-shirts from my sorority functions that he went to with uh-huh. my sorority sisters, but I never met him. <laughs> what sorority were you in? Um, I am an AD Pi, Alpha Delta Pi. Oh, I'm AKO. I went yeah. to Texas Tech. So yeah, we have AD Pies there. So he even went to some of your parties and you didn't know him? Yes. Isn't that funny? And so when I was in my senior year of Auburn, I applied to go to England to do, I was in the educate. I was, I was, you can do your student teaching. I was going to be a teacher and you can do your student teaching. They had a program and just a couple people were able to go each year, but it was a collaboration they did with a college in England. And so I signed up for it and was able to go and was so excited to be chosen and one of the girls that there were three of us that were chosen that year and one of the girls that I was on the trip with became just another best friend and she always said I have a friend I have to introduce you to you guys are so much alike it's just really funny and so I kept putting that off I I just didn't want to be set up and um at her wedding, she decided she would definitely introduce us. And so she not only introduced us, but (laughs) she had me, I thought I was checking in at the hotel where the, where the wedding party was staying. And I was there for the rehearsal dinner, of course. And I went to check in at the hotel and I didn't have a room and she had put me in his mother's home and his mom had offered for anybody that wanted to stay at her place she had space there. Oh um, my God. Yeah. So I basically stayed in like the guest area of his mother's home, his parents' house. <laughs> so she was oh determined. My, oh um, my goodness. She had so much gall. She had a lot of faith that you two were going like, <laughs> to. Yes. And luckily she didn't put me by, the, by myself over there. There were others, but it was very funny because she did not tell me she had done that until I looking in and I was like, and she was right there at the checkout counter with me and started just giggling and saying, yeah, oh, sorry, you're over at this place instead. So, yes, she was determined and she was right. And we basically dated ever since. Like, we met at her rehearsal dinner and then started dating, you know, that next weekend or so. And we went out and that's it. That was it. And we got married about four, four and a half years later. So, um that is how I met him at the rehearsal dinner of one of my other best friends who had grown up with him. Well, can you tell me a little bit about the party wagon? Oh, I loved the party wagon. (laughs) It's like such a, such a sweet part of my life. I started that. It was a website where I started it as a blog to share ideas for children's party ideas. I had little ones when I started the blog and it just was a natural extension of what I was doing. My friends used to always ask me if I would write a book and I would, I would write down things and sort of put it into a notebook. But then when blogs became a thing, I realized that was a much easier way to sort of create a book of what I was doing and, and, and having the teaching background and all the, all my friends being new moms, they were always asking 
you know, about teaching everything, all the colors, numbers, letters, all those things and all the creative ways to do it. And so I started putting that, that was my intention was that it would be a teaching and creative fun because, you know, I was always creating like the fun food, making things look cute before I would serve it to the kids just um, because it was fun. And 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 it fed my creativity. And so I started doing that. And it was 2011 when I started my blog, The Party Wagon. And, you know, I just, it just was something that grew. I, I got very lucky. The very, my very first blog post, someone saw it and asked me to join this group that was called dreamers into doers. I mean, doers, no dreamers into doers. It was a Martha Stewart backed um, group. It was started by her and I did, I jumped into that and um, it just propelled everything we did. We were this group of people who supported each other and I feel like I just fell into it the very, I mean, literally my very first blog post, it was um, spring and it was about a, a trail mix that I made with my, with my kids. And it had those Annie's cheddar bunnies in it and this, and it just was a new idea. And so I, it just took off and that put me into that, into that group. And I just can't ever, you know, thank them enough for all of the support that it gave me as starting out and really knowing nothing about what I was doing. I was just doing it. And so I cut my teeth with a lot of other bloggers and we just kept helping each other as much as we could. And, and it grew and it grew to the point where I really, I had to make a choice. And I, I always say I, it got to the point where I literally had to either go big or go home. <laughs> and I wanted to go home and be with my kids because that was, something I, I knew I wasn't going to get that back, you know, obviously you don't get that back. So, um, so my kids were little and it was, it was all in, encompassing and very time consuming to maintain the blog at a level that I needed to, to really, you know, it, this was at the time where corporations were just starting to notice that bloggers had something that they could use that would be beneficial to them. So, like Mattel would reach out and ask us to do stuff. Coke, Coca-Cola, they would do, they would send out messages all the time. Hey, will you style for us? And, and you could tell like, okay, I'm at this point where I can monetize this and really, you know, amp it up, or I can put this on the shelf and be where I need to be with my kids. And, you know, that was of all the jobs I've ever wanted in my life, being a mom was the, at the very top. And so I just prioritized and I put my website on hold. I optimized, I optimized it. Like I did, I, I say, I, I hired someone who optimized it and I, and he taught me at the same time a lot about it. And we would sit in a coffee shop and he, it was, it was all new and he would just show me how to how to do everything to keep my site running while I wasn't actively adding content to it. And so Pinterest came along and I was really big on pinning everything. And I, it was able to help me maintain all of that SEO just juice going and it just grew. It grew even though I wasn't actively adding things to it every day anymore. Um, and it's the best, you know, that was the best decision I could have made for myself and for my kids because I was able to spend all the time I wanted to with being fully immersed in their needs and being able to um, know that I could come back to something that was, that I built. And I was really, really proud of it. And it was hard to leave it. It was hard to walk away from it just because I knew the, I knew the potential that it had, but at the same time, I also felt like, okay, that's fine. Like we're going to, we, I'll pick this up when it's better suited for my you know, my situation. So that's what I did. Well, I just looked you up on Pinterest, (laughs) (laughs) the party wagon, and you have 18,000 followers on Pinterest. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, and I feel like I haven't grown it, um, like I should. So it's funny that you say that because yes, I was fully like, I love Pinterest. Like people complain about Pinterest all the time. It is one of the best things you can do. And it's people don't like it because it is not an, an immediate jolt of um, connection. 
it is that long game and it's been changed and it's been bought and you know it's ha- it has to go through its changes too so it's a little different but in the beginning when Pinterest first started it was funny because you couldn't one of the rules of Pinterest or one of the the etiquette requests of the owners or of the creators of Pinterest was that you did not pin your own work that you pinned others and oh. so it was so funny because that was what we did. We pinned everybody else's and that was how we helped each other grow. And somebody would post a blog on their website. We would all go to it and pin those photos of that person's, um, like they would post on the board. Hey, I I just put a new blog up. We'd all pin it. And then we would come back and, um, and do it for the next person. And so we were all sharing each other's work. And then eventually, of course, it became you know, more focused on doing your own as things evolved. But, but yes, that's how it started in the beginning. And so I think that was, I loved that part of it. Like I loved being able to share. So um, we, you know, the blogger world, we really helped each other grow. Yeah. Well, I, other people like your stuff too, because it has half a million monthly views. <laughs> and yeah. And, and honestly, like I, I, I can, if I'm active on it, I can shoot that up to over a million and easily. And that's what I'm telling people like Pinterest can do you some really, really good things. And um, Pinterest can do some great work with, with your site. If you're looking for SEO and yeah. um, link links and continuation of people, just traffic to your blog or to your website, Pinterest is a, is a mighty force and I love it. I'll, I'll not, I can't knock it. It's like one of those things that, you just have to be patient, but I highly recommend it. Um, well, I want to hear about this hundred-year-old house y'all live in. Oh uh, yes, I, I have to say it has been a labor of love. My husband is—he's um, really the one to give all the credit to for creating the uh, the ability to live in it. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> when we bought it, it it. It was, you know, it is a hundred, it's over a hundred now. I think it was uh, 1920 or 1990. It was 1919. I think was when it was built 1918, somewhere in there. Anyway, when we bought it, it was a two bedroom, one bathroom house. It is in a great fun area of Athens, Georgia. It is walking distance to the campus and its location is just I love it. Like it's a little bit like being in the middle of a, of the hubbub of a city, but it's a small town. So it kind of feeds that, that I love being in the middle of everywhere, of everything. Um, So anyway, we, we bought it and it was one of those situations where we were interviewed. Like it never went on the market, on the market. Um, It's just, it's really hard. It's word of mouth around here to get, um, real estate sometimes because it's just so, it's just so hard. And so anyway, we were interviewed by the family. We passed the test. One of the things was that we would not take it, tear it down because obviously that's kind of a big thing is to tear down the houses and rebuild something else. Yeah. And the man who grew up here, he, he was an only, he is an only child. And so it just was a special house. So he wanted to find someone who would just basically grow their family and live in it and enjoy it versus just using it as a, a flip, like a house flip. And so we, um, my husband has a background in real estate and development and building and all of that. So he took this project on, it took us about a year and a half to do it, but he raised the house. He had the house raised on, um, like lifted up. Wow. Um, stilts and built out a basement. He dug out a basement underneath and it, otherwise it had a cellar. It's uh, like a dirt cellar. And so we took that out and lifted the house, added in a couple of um, rooms downstairs that could be useful rather than, you know, like prop rooms and things like that for, <laughs> for my stuff. And then um, he added, he converted the attic to three bedrooms, three baths, and laundry and all of that. So we basically took a two bedroom, one bath house and made it into something that could be livable for, for four people and still have extra room, you know? So 
it was a huge undertaking, but it was, it has been really great to be here. We, we love it. I love it. And I think everybody in my family loves it. It's like a little jewel box. It's like this little cute little, um, I don't know, I guess I think of it as like a bungalow, but it's cute. It's really cute. Well, how did you start the supper club? Well, funny you should ask. Okay, so you were asking me about the party wagon, and I absolutely just adored it. And unfortunately, along the way, I had, when I was going to get back into blogging, I had my website, it was on Squarespace, and I wanted to change it over to WordPress. And so I hired a company to migrate my site, which means move it over. And um, in the meantime, like while they were doing that, they removed me from Google and that erased my entire, all of my traffic, like everything, all of my connections. So like featured on BuzzFeed, gone. And when I did, it was just a, it was an, a mistake by the company that was migrating it and they just didn't keep me on Google. So everything that was ever, you know, all those connections over all of those years, which had been eight years were wiped out. And so I basically, my traffic went from basic, I don't know if you're familiar with Mediavine, but that was sort of the way I was going. I was going to uh, apply for Mediavine and just monetize my website based on its traffic numbers. And then uh, when that happened, it completely went back to zero, like literally like a, a hundred visits was like a good thing. And it, it, it and, and that was terrible. <laughs> it's like a beginning blog. And so um, it just was, it, it still breaks my heart that it got, get, it got removed but it did. And so you move on. And that's what I did. And I basically hired a business coach to say, okay, this is where I am. This is what I did. This is what happened. Um, I'm looking, I have so many options now because this world of, of online business has evolved hugely since I started my blog in 2011. So I have options. I just need to figure out what I, what I should do and how to best sort of, you know, use what I have, um, and move forward. And so she said, she suggested that I do, you know, like a paid membership, like a, you know, and, and what I envisioned was just logging onto a website, having to pay to get the content. And I just didn't, I immediately said, no, that's, that's not me. (laughs) I don't just, you know, no, that's just so not me. And so what I did was I, I took, I took her suggestion and decided to really think through what I would do that could be beneficial to people. How can I offer all that experience that I have? I don't want it to be just for nothing. How can I take it, use it and put it into a package that's useful for other people and still be able to be creative and do all that side also. So, you know, it's truly in, it's it's better than any blogging that I ever did just because it feeds my love of being creative and helping people with their own, you know, with their business or with their creativity. And so it's the best of me and what I can offer put into one thing is how I, is how I, is my intention for it to take all the things that I have to offer and be able to share it with other people. So that's where it started. And I literally like locked myself up <laughs> into my um, guest room for um, 48 hours. It was during 2020 when everybody was at home. And so I just closed the door to the guest room and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to figure out what some things and I'll be back. Just pretend like I'm not here. And with my kids being teenagers, they loved that. They were like, okay, great. Mom's, mom's out for a couple of days. <laughs> they can, they would feed themselves and, you know, my husband's great with all that too. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, that's how I just sat down and wrote it all out and exactly what I would want it to look like. And then just started building it. And I found an amazing web designer who really just let me uh, just like put ideas out there. We would see if they, 
if that was right and then we would change them. And so she sort of helped me formulate this and would build out my, my ideas. And so as it's now it's two years old, the supper club and, um, it, and now I feel like I have a real, really good grasp on why people enjoy it and what I can give back to them for it to be beneficial to them. And just recently I sent out a survey that was sort of an audit of what do we like? What do we want to change? You know, what can we do? How do we keep this being the most beneficial? And I got such great feedback that helps me shape it a little bit more so that I can, um, you know, make it, make the supper club really help other people because it started out with the beginning of it. It started out being more focused on um, like table settings and doing things that are creative simply because of the situation of 2020. So um, as it's grown, people have really loved learning more about my blogging side, my network side, the experiences that I have. So I can offer that also. And I, I have, it, it brings me a lot of happiness to watch other people learn from the things that I have been able to do. And so that's what the supper club is. And then for those people who want to only do the creative side, I started the prep school and that is really new. Um, started it in January, just in the winter, well, December, January. Um, and that is for people who just want the creative side and who don't really, ne who don't necessarily want the business networking community side of it. And oh, okay. so, yeah, you can just like go straight to school and it's a video class. It's, you can watch it as you want. I meet with them live um, once a, a season, once a quarter. And it's just a really sweet, fun group that I am, am very excited to get to know and to get to work with. So it's, it's the both. But the supper club side is very geared toward the community. And it's just an amazing, it's an amazing group of people. Well, I know it's an amazing group of people because I'm obsessed with some of the people in the supper club. <laughs> let me tell, let, oh, let me tell you. Okay, so the very first person I ever followed on Instagram, like ever, yeah. was Lori LB Originals. Oh yes, she I, is, she's wonderful. Okay, first of all, please, please just tell her how much you love me and how much she should be on the podcast <laughs> because I've been begging her, and I don't care what I have to do to get her on here. I mean, maybe I'll just be completely disappointed and she just will be terrible. I don't know. But no, I, I can yeah. promise you will not be disappointed, but you should come join the supper club and then you can tell her uh, yourself. <laughs> I know. Well, it's on my list. I think <laughs> next year will be my year that I join because I'm already committed to things this year. But part of the kink about for me going to do, join the supper club is I get to hang out with Lori and Meredith. I mean, oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. love them and design by Dixon's in there. Angie Aperturner Law is in there. And then Michelle with um, Canvas in there. Miss Miss Mary Alice is in there. So those are all real good girls. And then I know Jan Oliver is joining. Khakis is joining. Mm -hmm. um, a couple other girls are joining. So it's about it. The networking part doesn't seem overbearing and like I'm just going to go insane. It seems like a combination between the say it Southern getaway and learning. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, just, it's like the icing on the cake of everything is that you're traveling and where do y'all go? You have three, <laughs> four, four, soiree, soiree, wait, say the word soiree. <laughs> soiree. Soiree. Okay. <laughs> you have like three, gatherings a year <laughs> yes this was a kicker for me once I found out where y'all go I told Jessica I said I think I'm gonna have to join the supper club because Nantucket yeah so oh, the supper club soiree is and it's so funny because so many people have that they stop when they say the word soiree so I'm gonna um I laugh because it's so cute it's so cute to me I'm like, when, I even see it. oh my goodness my mother is gonna be so disappointed <laughs> <laughs> don't all I'm saying is don't feel bad because everybody I, it's funny it's a common thing so anyway the soirees are 
basically my way of bringing everybody together and being able to see each other in person, obviously, but then also creating opportunities for everyone to be able to have the, those moments that will be great for their marketing. I can, you know, we, we, I kind of pull everything together so that you get photography and you get camaraderie and then you get creativity. So we're doing all of the things. I'm really big on helping people tap into their creativity. Mm -hmm. And I, so, so it's not, you're not sitting and listening to classes or anything like that. We're doing things, we're making things and creating. And then my, my big soiree that I call it my signature soiree is in Birmingham, Alabama, and it is going to be so amazing. Um, we are, we are teaming up with Hoffman media and Hoffman is the parent company for um, Southern Lady, Victoria Magazine, Bake from Scratch, um, Cottage Journal, Entertain and Celebrate, of course, my favorite. Um, <laughs> and then, so anyway, we have this, we just have, they have a huge, um, they have so many publications. And so we are, pub, we are teaming up with them and going to do all of these activities that lead up to a photo shoot. And then our group will be featured in the photo shoot. Well, the photo shoot that, that will be published. And so they will have an opportunity to use our content that we create for their different publications. And then um, my my exciting the part that I love so much is that I'm able to help these ladies and gentlemen be able to get their products and their services published and so we just we just go straight to the you know we cut to the chase and go straight on to get published <laughs> and we love it and it's just something that we just our group just had a big publication in entertain and celebrate the summer issue right now is out on newsstands and it showcases the um, we have like eight pages of the table settings that we created and um, the learning part comes in from you know we had we did floral arrangements we did the dessert decorating we did uh table styling we had the editors from um southern home and southern lady sydney is is a stylist who works with uh, with basically all of those brands and she came in and helped with the photography team. We had their photographers come. So we just learned a lot and it wasn't sitting and listening. It was really like doing. <laughs> I like that. You know that. Yeah. You know, you know that I'm all in. Yes. Okay. But you guys also do a holiday market. Can mm -hmm. we talk? Yes. So, you know, I'm always, uh, I'm always looking for a way to, promote my separate club members because I mean when I say they're an, an amazing group of people it is I can't say it enough and I can't it just seems so understated or so cliche to say that but it's just the truth and they create the most incredible products and I just want to be able to promote them and so that was my way of being able to sort of harness all of that that is that is present at the supper club and put it out there for everyone to see. And so I started a holiday market in the fall and for, for this past um, holiday season. And it was a site, it was a place where every, where you can go and find all of the things online and then shop with them. And so it works out perfectly for me to be able to promote them as well as send traffic and um, sales, hopefully over to their, to their shops or to their services. It's not, they're not only product based and um, we have a lot of, you know, interior designers or organizers or, you know, different things. So we have a lot of authors, we have a lot of podcasters. We just have so many amazing people with this talent and this depth. And it's, it, it's just, I can't, it would be silly for me not to, to share it. It's just amazing. And so um, it's one of those things that just brings me a lot of happiness. And I did it just to kind of have a go at it to see how it would work out. And so we're going to elevate it this year and make it bigger and better. And that's kind of how I, I've been doing everything. Just start, just get started with it. And then let's figure out how we can 
make it work the best. Are you going to go to the site Southern Getaway or no? You know, I've never been to it. I signed up for it the very first year, I think, and I was unable to go. I had some things that came up with um, with kids and family, and so I was unable to go. And then I've, it always hits in this September time, and, and it just it is not the timing is never right for me oh, yeah. um, with my with my kids' school schedules, and so. I haven't been able to go yet, but I've always heard such great things about it and would love to experience it. Well, I, w- I would love for you to go. Jessica and I are going to go and we got our tickets in our room. So we're, we're committed now. It's September 21st through the 24th. It's in Fairhope, Alabama. I just, I think, um, you know, just for, as far as a getaway aspect for somebody to love on you and to treat you to what you give to other people, it would be life giving for you because all you have to do is show up and get yourself ready for the day and pick out your outfit. And then everything is thought out for you. So I think you would enjoy the hospitality and the camaraderie and the community about all the aspects of it. And mm-hmm. so I, good for you to be, have your cup filled. You know what I mean? Right. Not really so, where you need so to my, go get sponsor. So my- Wait, say that again. I cut you off. <laughs> no, okay. not so you can be a sponsor or work the party, which you could do that. But, um, but so you can be left on. Right. You know? So yeah. my next door neighbor went and she went the first time and she and I were actually going to drive down together the very first time, but, um, she has, she has loved, she loved it too. And she has told me what a great time it was mostly just to kind of be on the beach and be able to enjoy Yes. Well, they changed it because, you know, hosting a party on the beach and lugging all that stuff on the sand is a beating and a half. Mm -hmm. And I think the second year they did that because this is the fourth year. So the first two years they were on the beach. It's the fourth or fifth year. So you can fact check me. (laughs) But the first couple of years they were on the beach and that was just too much. And then last year they were in Fairhope, Alabama at the Jubilee Suites. And that was beautiful. Mm -hmm. That was beautiful. And I'm I'm excited. I'm planning my outfits already. I told Jessica, you better get ready. We got to figure out what we're going to wear. <laughs> well, I so enjoyed meeting Jessica at the New England conference. That was really, she's such a sweetheart. It was so I nice to meet her. her. Yes, she's so sweet. So, yeah, we need to get y'all more time together. But when I do the supper club, she'll do it too. So, oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all just come on because it is, um, as it grows, I have to. I have to slow down the the numbers a little bit just so I can give everybody the attention that I want. And so um, it's going to turn, it's going to be, I don't know, it's, it's getting full and I don't want it to get, I don't want you guys to miss out. So don't mm-hmm. wait too long. I know. <laughs> well, how can people, let's go over this real quickly so it doesn't get past us. How can people find the Supper Club? What's y'all's website? So my website is LydiaMenzies.com. And my, the name of my company is Lydia Menzies Celebrates. And then the supper club is the community. And then the prep school is like a, you know, the little school within it. So that is something that you can find either one. So I don't, I don't want people to get confused about what they are finding on my site because the prep school is new, but that is something that if you're just into the the fun, creative, happy theme, themed parties, then that's a great place to start. And then if you're into the community and all of that, then the supper club is that is, is, it's all that and more. <laughs> and then your Instagram. My Instagram is um, Lydia Menzies celebrates. Okay. I want to make sure we get that all, all out there because I do want people to find y'all um, or to find you. And then, you know, I'm obsessed and I've been asking for you to come on the podcast because I just had like an arsenal of questions. Like what is the supper club? How do you join? How much does it cost? Where do you go? You know, all the things. And all I, all I can tell you is I know some of the members in your community personally, and I love them and I'm fans of a handful of them and love them. So I definitely, it's on my radar. Yeah, it attracts the nicest people. And, and that's, 
that's one of the biggest sort of classy perks of it is that the kind the kindness and the supportive nature is what is what um I think I'm most proud of is that we actually you know we really look out for each other and that's my goal is that everybody helps each other grow I'm I'm a big believer in in giving that person the net you know you can hear it the the rising tide lifts all boats you know leave the ladder down for the next person all of those sayings and I, I just want to put it into action and be able to you know help people take that next step whichever way whatever it is so that's that's really the premise of it and I've I know I grew up with a, with parents who taught me to always look out for other people and to be considerate and to be thoughtful and kind and you know a lot of us grew up with those type that type of um, parenting but I just realized that I can t- I can take that and and push it one step forward further by being able to have this group and really propel people forward and I hope that that's that's the goal that is the main goal <laughs> so. I, I love it and I would encourage everybody to check you out on Instagram and go look at the website and join the supper club but we're gonna switch gears for a minute and um, I do this bit with all the guests and we talk about the paint colors in their home <laughs> do you know colors in your home <laughs> I'm laughing at this because <laughs> so okay so my husband has is has always built our houses and the first so he always I always teased him that it's builder blah because he has this thing about we'll live here for two years and then we'll sell it so we don't really want to go all out on the on the colors and all of that because basically you want it to appeal to whomever's going to buy it right so um so when we first got married it was builder blah and that was all it was was just I don't even know and then we we built our next house and I said okay I can't do builder blah I can't live like that so I ended up doing all um like I have a friend who is a um he's a he's an artist and he paints homes like uh, murals and things like that like he did the Fox Theater he helped restore the Fox Theater in Atlanta he's really good and he came in and he did like a uh, I can't even think of the word but like a striae on my in my dining room and did faux paneling and all of this fun stuff and in the bathroom I did this really fun thing with this lime green and these black and gray um, sayings and French were all over it and then we did like a stucco effect in one room. And then in my daughter's room, we did this huge thing that was that made the walls look like it was, they were tufted, but it was all done with paint. And so we had the most, I had the most fun with that house. And then we moved to our next house. And I, because my husband is in this business, this, we, he bought this house sight unseen. Like we never saw the inside of it before we bought it. And I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> But that's part of the business side. And so um, my thing was, okay, I'll go for it as long as I can paint whatever colors, like no, no builder blah. And um, I love it. And so I picked out without ever having seen the inside of the house, I picked out, this was 2008. I picked out a really bright pink for the dining room, a bright yellow for my little office area, and then a bright green for the kitchen. And, and, and literally I like, it was all painted. I had a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So it was all done. It was in a different town. I didn't see it until it was done. And, um, <laughs> and so this time around for this house, everything is white. There's not a single color in our house. Every single wall is white. And it's because it was such a huge undertaking that that was what I told, like, I knew he would it, it was going to push him over the edge if we then had to decorate and do all these different colors. It was just too much. And so we had the painter do a specific mix for us. And the trim is, is a white, shiny, um, like I really wanted it to be like a lacquered, you know, all the trim, I wanted it to be lacquered, but. Girl, yes. That's it, highly flammable though. You got to be careful with the lacquer. 
Yeah. So it didn't, that was another thing. My husband was just like, I can't deal with it right now. <laughs> so, so it's not really lacquered. It's just sort of shiny. And then, oh, um, yeah. and then the other it's, but the whole room, the whole house is white and I love it. And my kids love it, but I love art. And so instead of paint, I collect art and have put it on the walls instead. And so, um, that is uh, so when you and I saw that you love to do colors, I'm like, well, you are going to be so disappointed with this particular house. <laughs> so no, guess I mean, my favorite, my favorite color to use is white because it goes with everything. And my personal favorite colors are like a powder blue or French blue and like a soft baby vintage pink like a real muted soft colors but I change my mind on what colors I like all the time I'm a hundred percent on board for painting your whole house white and doing pops of color with your textiles and your art and your all your accessories and stuff because as a woman a creative woman I can change my mind <laughs> often so I get it and you know what a lot of the people on this podcast have white yeah they embarrassed they're like I know you're gonna be disappointed that my house is white and secretly I'm I'm screaming with joy on the inside because I think oh my goodness now we can decorate however we want because yeah. white goes everything well it does and I I love it because I can change a room up in no time and and it still works and so it, it's funny when my cousin came to visit and he is in his 20s and he was he was so cute he came to run a marathon here a half marathon and um he stayed with us and he said it is like it it feels so happy in your house it's like being in a can it's that feeling you get when you go into a candy store and you just are so excited because everywhere you look it's something fun and pretty <laughs> so I was like that is the funniest I've never heard that description but that pretty much sums it up it's it's not you wouldn't know that it's all white it, I mean you would obviously but you know what I mean like it doesn't feel like you're just sitting in a <laughs> you know a padded you have a green couch yeah, yeah green couch and you know you use colors and patterns with like your tablescapes and your mm -hmm. artwork so and it feels a little bit like a studio in a way sometimes mm -hmm. like my dining room I specifically wanted it to stay white the light in there is really good for photography and so I knew that I was going to use that for my um, website and for the work. So it, so it doubles as my workspace. Um, my brother-in-law calls it my, calls my dining room, the lab. He's like, this is the lab. This is where it all goes down. And so um, it, it is kind of like a, a, a place that it helps me be able to transition spaces easily. Okay. Can, I don't, I haven't asked anybody else this before, but I do want to ask you this. Can we talk about your wardrobe? Do you have a favorite shop that you like to shop <laughs> Dresses because you and I have this. I'm, I, this is a personal question because you and I have the kind of the same coloring, you yeah. know, like lighter complexion and these bright eyes, and you know, we have our hair color and stuff. So, and we look good in the same colors. So <laughs> I want to know some of your favorite places to get your dresses because yes. you one that was green and it said current vintage Nantucket. I am one of those people who. I, I have always loved clothes and I, I do feel like since I moved into a small town that I didn't want to embarrass my kids too much. And so I have kept it conservative, <laughs> but I do love clothes. I love clothes and I love color, obviously. So, um, current vintage is one of my very favorite shops on Nantucket. And she's a friend who literally it's vintage clothing. And then she has that's made current you know it looks current but she also has it's a wine store so it's a wine shop and a clothing store all in one so that's where current vintage that's where the name comes from and it is it is such a fun shop like everything is different every time you go in so it's always a favorite stop and um, I have one of my very favorite new companies is Kate Lee she is like a resort wear company and if you haven't if you haven't talked to her her daughter's name is Kate and the mom is Lee. And if you haven't spoken with Lee yet, you should put her on your list of people to talk with. She has, she's just an amazing lady, but she started a, um, a company called Kate Lee with her daughter and it's, it's mother or daughter. She has both. You can, 
you can match if you would like, but it is absolutely beautiful. She takes a lot of her um, influence from Boca. And so she has like, it's like a sort of a Florida vibe, but at the same time, it works really well in a lot of situations. So I love her, her colors and her, um, I wear it on Nantucket a lot because it's easy and it's um, just bright and pretty. And then she also has like her neutrals. So I love that too. I, I wear the black dress all the time that has like this gold in it. It's beautiful. And then Buru is another one that I absolutely love the way she mixes colors and patterns. And Morgan is just, um, just sort of like a, a style maker and trendsetter all on her own. And then she creates these beautiful things that others can, can wear with, with her that reflects her style. So I love that. Um, gosh, I could go on forever. Cardelina is one that I really enjoy. Um, I, I literally, like I could just go on and on my, probably my very favorite, um, Catherine Herrera. She's, I just love her. I love, I, I have a big variety of things. I don't, like some people say, okay, I only dress in these colors or only wear this style. And I'm probably not that person. Like I love, I dress for like the occasion or for yes. a mood. I don't really dress. So that's all. And I always was taught to dress for the occasion. Like, you know, if it's a wedding, you dress appropriately. I can remember wearing something to a wedding, even as an adult. And my mom was like, I could just tell by the way she was like, mm, that's not really wedding. That's not really like a dress that says wedding. <laughs> like, I mean, when well. I go, I forget what the wedding colors are because I don't want to clash with any photography. So I want it to look good and go with. So if I know the wedding colors are light blue and white, then I'm probably going to try to wear something mm -hmm. that looks good with light blue or that has light blue in it or that is light blue. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm no, this was just more of like a, a, this was one of my favorite dresses and it was so almost like a, I don't want to say safari because that sounds silly, but it had like a structure to it that was different than like what it, it didn't look at like as dressy probably as my mom <laughs> wanted it to be. But anyway, so yeah, I think that obviously never trying to, when it comes to weddings, that's just a different, that's a whole thing because you don't want to upstage the bride exactly and you certainly don't want to wear white and you certainly don't want to wear off white you know just things like that so anyway I think that there are um people call them rules but I think they're just sometimes ways to be considerate of of your situation that you're going into and and just sort of know and and dress appropriately but I could go on forever about the things yeah. I yeah the the fashion I if you want to have an off <laughs> off topic I'm I'm happy to do that but my favorite thing is to find things that are not I'm not the one that I'm I'm not the one that's going to like I don't want to walk into a room and just always the expected look I don't know I just I always gravitate towards something that's not like I don't want to say trendy because sometimes it is but you know what I mean like it's just I think I mix and match my own stuff so that it's just a reflection of what I, what I like and enjoy rather than what I feel like somebody thinks, you know, tells me to wear, I guess. Well, do you have anything coming up for the supper club that we need to talk about? Well, let me think. So we have our Nantucket trip is coming up in June. So I hope you guys can follow along with that. We will be going to Nantucket. There is, it's a small group. I do two small soirees and I do like a big one in the middle. So the the big one has, and when I say big, I mean like 24 people. <laughs> and then the other ones have, you know, that's about good. 12. So yes, See, those, I, that's a nice group of ladies. And I know there's, I think there's like a couple guys because you can still have a quote unquote big dinner party. Right. Or, you know, you can still do a buffet. You can just still do a sit down. You mm -hmm. can still do like, there's so many different options for the activities that you do, but when you get over 50 people, it gets complicated. It does. And I just love, I love um, being able to actually get to know people and enjoy being together and, and, and have conversations. And so it's important to me to be able to keep it small enough to connect like that. I'd rather do more of them and have a smaller group each, you know, have a small group each time 
than to have a really big one and have everybody. And I don't, I feel like I didn't see half of them. So um, that's, you know, that's part of the, one of the perks with the supper club is that, is that it is more um, um, like, I don't say intimate, that sounds weird, but you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's like, you know, engaging and, and really like you come away having had conversations with people. So in time to, in time to do it, time to be able to, converse with people so we have that one coming up in june and then um august will be our big soiree in birmingham that is with hoffman media and then in november i am in the process of planning our holiday soiree and that is something that is we typically do something that has like last year it was our first time to do it and we made um christmas trees with parker kennedy living and did Oh, y'all did. That was a good. That was good. Yeah, we did lunch at the Swan Coach House in Atlanta, and just it's. I just love to create experiences for people who um, love to create and love to be creative, and I really do believe that creativity builds confidence and builds a lot of just. It's just good for your soul, and I and so I strongly incorporate it into my, into the soirees and into the prep school. So those are the those are the things that are coming up and. People often ask me, they, I recently was told it was about two or three times within a week that people thought you had to be invited to join the supper club. And it's, and that is not, that is not how it is. Um, You can go to my website and um, sign up there. I do sometimes close the member, like not close it, but I sometimes turn it off so that it's not accessible just because I need to manage the soiree. Like I can't have somebody sign up. And then I don't want them to be disappointed that that those tickets are sold out, you know? So I'll just say, okay, I'll open this back up when tickets are available or when other, when other spaces are, um, are available, but the community is there all the time. And that's really where it's very special. And we have a, we have our own private Instagram chat group that is always hopping and just fun and, you know, all of that. So we, so we are constantly together. Our community is always together but then we also have those little outings that are just so fun to be able to create and then produce public published articles and things like that too. I love helping people create content for their own businesses. So that's part, those are always built in. Oh, well, that's good to know. Well, I do know that it's all very well thought out. Like everything feels very intentional and very thoughtful and obviously the hospitality and the colors and the community is there because I'm a sucker for it all. <laughs> Thank you. That means a lot to, to be able to, to see that because it is intentional. And um, I do, I put a lot of thought into it and I really, I really just care about everybody that's in there. And I want it to be just something that people feel like they're getting so much out of it and that they're gaining not only you know, the, the physical aspects of it, but also just that good will and good feelings and, and happiness, confidence and kindness are really big part of, of what I want to help contribute to, to everything. So. Well, hopefully Jessica and I can um, get on board before the door closes. (laughs) Well, I would love that. You let me know (laughs) if you're ever, if you're ever interested and I'll, I'll see if I can, we'll try to sneak you in the back door if we can't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we just want to go we just want to take a look Let's i take- know i know i can promise you it's a lot of fun oh i i've been i've been like watching from afar so i believe it i mean I, i've got fomo big time so Aww. trust me i'll be where you know it well i just yeah people are always welcome to come to come check it out and um and also ask questions. I mean, I have no, I'm always happy to answer questions. People DM me on Instagram and people, they'll email me sometimes, but messaging me on Instagram is a lot. Um, You're going to get me, you're going to, I can reply quicker there than my emails. So if anybody has ever emailed me and hasn't heard back, (laughs) it's because I'm always trying to climb out of those, but you know how that goes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing part of your day with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I love chatting and it was so fun to get to see you recently. So thanks again. 
I know. I'm so glad I finally got to meet you. I was like, I know you. (laughs) I know. Such a treat. Such a treat. So thank you. I appreciate your interest in what I do and I appreciate you sharing it with others. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure. Until next week. Bye, Lydia. Sounds good. Thanks, Faith. Bye. I oftentimes get asked, what is my favorite podcast episode? And that is really hard for me because I like each episode for different reasons. But I will say there is one that's really special to my heart, and that is the episode called Broken Halo's Haven. It's towards the beginning, so some of you may have missed it, but it's an extremely important podcast episode. It's near and dear to my heart. There is a huge backstory that's quite interesting and heartfelt. It won't make you cry, but it will make you feel. So I want you to check out Broken Halos Haven. It's a no-cost grief getaway for widows and their offspring in the heart of Dallas-Fort Worth. Their website is brokenhaloshaven.org. Join me in supporting them. Make sure to like and follow and to give them all the love. If you know a widow or you are a widow, that is an organization you definitely need to know about.